Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello and welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a podcast where every single week we come live to you giving you tips on how to scale your business to millions. I am your host, Dr. Alexa D'Agostino, and I actually have a solo podcast today, which is very rare. I normally don't do these very often, but I'm kind of excited today. We're actually going to talk about lessons I learned going from zero to eight figures And I'm excited to tell you the 10 things that my takeaways are from building a pretty massive business. You know, it's funny. I didn't really think it was massive until my accountant wrote me the other day and was like, hey, because you have such a large business, we have to pay taxes every month. And I'm like, I wrote him back. I go, that's ridiculous. We don't have that big of a company. And he goes, Alexa, yes, you do. You have a a very large company. You realize you're like less than 1% of people that get this, make this much revenue. And I was like, oh my God, crap. Like this is, this is cool. Like it's a good problem to have that I have to pay taxes. But the point was, it was the first time where I kind of stopped and said, wow, I really am like doing something here. I, I've, I've built a pretty massive company. And so this year, our goal is 15 million. And I'm pretty proud of that number. And I feel confident we're going to hit it. It's been a long road to get here, though. To be honest with you, we've really only started revving the engines in July of this year, maybe June, you can argue. So we've only really fully been full blown into this for like six months. And we're, we were nearly very, very, very close to hitting 5 million across all, all all of our accounts. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we did that in 2022. And now 2023, we're going to triple that. And that's our goal. And so I want to share with you the lessons that I learned doing this because as everybody, look, I'm an entrepreneur. I've started and scaled many businesses. I've had many exits. I've done it all. And I still learn every time I build a new business because building a business in 2022 is very different than when I started my business in 2007. It's a very different world. And you can't deny that no matter what, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn lessons. And if you're not, if you're sitting here and saying, I have no problems in my business, I make no mistakes. Well, you're just not looking hard enough. So you are making mistakes. There are problems in your business and you just aren't looking hard enough. So what you need to do is make sure that you understand that if you want to get to the next level, you have to be able to write down, like I literally wrote these 10 lessons that I've learned in the last year within minutes, because I already knew off the top of my head, the things and the lessons that I've already learned building such a big company. So let's start with number one, which is go, just go figure it out later. That's the very first thing. A lot of times we want to spend time building a brand. We want to spend all this time kind of wasting time. And like, I have a client that's been wanting to work with us for like the last 90 days. And like, we're stuck on the contract. I'm like, just sign the fucking contract and go like, what's the holdup? Like go stop wasting time, figure it out later. And the same goes with your offer. Everybody wants their offer to be perfect. Their website, 
to be perfect. I made seven figures without even having a website. All I had was a two-step funnel, myself and Instagram. That's literally all I had. You don't need to have all this elaborate stuff. And sometimes we waste so much time trying to create the perfect company, the perfect brand and the perfect offer that by the time you go to sell, you're out of money and time. And that's why 98% of entrepreneurs fail. So lesson number one is go, just go and figure it out later. And I learned this the hard way because the very first time I created a course, I didn't even have a course. I just sold it. And we made six figures literally within 90 days, multi six figures. And then by six months, we had seven figures worth of business. And then you know, the second time I go to create a course, I went and created the course. I don't know why I did that. And I spent all this time and stressed myself out to make this course. And unfortunately, what happened was, is I create this course and nobody was really interested in it. And so again, it's like, you don't practice what you preach. And that's a lesson that I learned. And the mistake that I made was I I just thought I knew the demand. I, I got kind of cocky. I'm like, oh, I know people are going to buy this. But the reality was nobody did. So I wasted a bunch of time, my team's time. And so, you know, a lesson that I have to continue to tell myself is just go and figure it out later. Like, don't worry about it. See if people are interested in your offer. See if people want it before you go and spend all this time. So that's number one is go figure it out later. Two is scaling fast is really hard. It's not easy to scale fast. The reality is when you scale fast, there's a lot of issues. When we scaled and it was less than 90 days and we hit a million dollars, that's great. That's fantastic. The problem with scaling so quickly is we had no processes. We didn't have the right people. We didn't have any automation. We didn't even have an onboarding process. So we kind of scrambled very quickly to figure it out. And the great thing is, is yes, we figured it out and we didn't lose it. We lost one customer who went bankrupt, not because of us. But other than that, we've been able to keep all of our clients, which is great when probably rare at this point. But the reality is, is that scaling fast is hard because you're going to miss a lot of pieces. So while it's great to do a million dollars in 90 days, unless you know what you're doing, I don't recommend doing that. Scaling slowly or consistently is also good as well, especially if you're new. And if you're building a business for the first time and you've never done this before, scaling slowly will teach you the things that you need along the way. If you scale so quickly that you don't have time to learn, then you're never going to get to the next level because you're not taking the time to learn what you need to actually run that kind of business. So scaling fast is hard. So that's the second one. The third is you can't trust most people. And, and this is was probably one of the most unfortunate things that I learned when I pretty much built my first business by myself and my wife. It was, it was the two of us. And, you know, I had a couple other exits in business that I grew with some prominent people, but it was basically just my team and them. And so there wasn't really a lot of other people. And for the most part, to be honest, I, I did a lot of the work. And so they were kind of just more the funders and they were being actually involved in it. But what I learned the hard way was I went into this new business and I started this new business wanting to do the complete opposite of what I did in my first company because I honestly wasn't happy. I was chasing money. I was chasing revenue. I created a bad environment and I I just... I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. I didn't like the clients I was working for, et cetera, et cetera. And so I wanted to do it so completely different that I was like, oh, I want partners. I want 
I want friends. I want, I want to make this fun. And what I realized was, is that I almost went over the top bringing in people and partners and, and I was too nice. I was paying them before I was paying myself. And I honestly didn't pay myself until the last couple of months because I wanted to take care of them. I was taking them on elaborate trips and spending all this money on people that at the end of the day didn't fucking care. And they, they said they care, but the reality is they really didn't care. And, and that's the truth. And if they did care, then the outcome would have been different. So to me, what I've learned the hard way is you can't trust most people. There's very few people that I trust. And the higher I get, the closer my inner circle is getting and the smaller it's getting. And I'm not letting people in. I'm much more guarded now. I have somebody that probably deserves equity in my company right now, and I'm not giving it to her because I mean, eventually I will, but I'm being very, very stringent and I'm just not bringing on partners right now because I've been burned by people that I trusted. And so for me, the lesson here is don't just go out and trust people. I know that's tough and probably a bad outlook, but in my opinion, you got to trust yourself. That's the number one rule. And you have to have a partner that trusts you. And so for me, my wife trusts me and I trust her. That's the person I trust the most. And um, so for me, I, I keep my inner circle completely tight. And there's maybe five people in it. And that is it. And I even have people that I have like an inner inner circle and an inner circle. And that inner circle are people that I, I kind of trust, but not to the point where I'm going to put them in my my exclusive inner circle. That's really, really tight for me. And a lot of times in that inner inner circle, that second that second tier are people like coaches and and whatnot. You know, I do have one one partner that's in my inner inner, you know, exclusive circle. But other than that, I'm very very selective on who's that. You've got to really earn my trust now at this point. And what I've also done is I'm stopping giving people stuff. I'm paying myself. Like fuck everyone else. I'm the one that started this company. I'm the one putting in 80 hours a week. I'm the one losing sleep. Why aren't why wasn't I paying myself? Because I cared too much about other people when they didn't care about me. So, third thing, you can't trust most people. <laughs> That's just the sad reality. Four, controlling feelings is hard because this is your baby. Like this is your business. And I've learned this the hard way. And I asked my coach one day and I was really frustrated. And I said, I'm just really frustrated that nobody cares as much as me. And he said, well, that's a really shitty expectation to put on yourself because the reality is nobody's going to ever care as much as you. And I said, but I've given people equity. And he goes, it doesn't matter. This is your baby. And so what I've learned is business is business and I have to stop being emotional. And a lot of times my decisions have been emotional because this is my second chance. This is my second time coming back at it. And I want to do it differently. And I want it to work so badly that I, I get very emotional about it because I want it to be perfect. So controlling feelings is much harder than you think. And I know for me, I get very frustrated very quickly on things when things are not done right and and whatnot because I care that much. It's almost over the top. So I have to almost, you know, restrain pen and tongue sometimes, as as they say, the phrase goes, and really control my frustration. And so that's something I personally am working on. So just note, if you're starting a business and you really, really care, it's easy to say, oh, when I run a multi-million dollar company, I'm going to be the best boss ever. It's so easy to say that. But when you're doing it and you have the stress of every single month writing huge checks, six figure worth of checks. That's what my payroll is. And making sure you can pay your team. 
Now it's not just my family that relies on this, but it's, you know, 40 plus other people. So there's a level of stress that comes to that when you lose clients or when you don't do a good job, because if you don't do a good job, they're going to fire you and then you lose a client and then boom, you're screwed. So there's a lot of moving pieces to it. And it's easy. It's easy to look at a leader and say, oh, hey, like they're an asshole. But really, unless you have that stress of writing a six figure salary check every single month, and making sure that bills are coming in. And unless you are the prime person that brings leads in, then you can't judge somebody else. And I know for me, you know, when I was sitting on a plane going to California, there was no Wi-Fi. And I happened to run into one of the leaders or the founders of EO. And so he invests in business. So he's in private equity. He invests in businesses from 5 million to about 15 million. And he said, it's the easiest business to scale because it already has the base. And nine out of 10 times, the problem is the CEO is the business. And what he does is he goes in and he removes the CEO and he makes it a sustainable business without that person. And then he says, most of the time, the business scales. And so ever since then, I've been trying to figure out how can I remove myself from the business And the problem is it's hard because I am the business right now. I am the person bringing in the leads, like 95% of of the leads. So I've been trying different things to do that. So that's lesson number five is you can't be the business. You have to build a business around you. And sometimes that's also why I get frustrated because I'm like, guys, I can't be the only one talking about our business 24-7. You have to also. And so um, number five is you have to really focus on finding other lead generation. You, so we brought in an email marketer. We brought in a lead specialist. We're trying to get business in other ways other than just me. It can't just be me. And that's the biggest lesson because if we're going to hit 15 million this year, like we very quickly have to remove me from being the center of the business. I can't be on every call. Like right now, all our clients want me on every single call. I can't. It is impossible for me to do that. So now if if a retainer is less than a certain amount, I'm, I'm not the person that's on that, on that. I'm going to the ones that are the highest retainers. And those are the ones that you're going to get me on. And the reality is they, my team is still learning from me. The strategy is still me, but I can't be the one actually running it. So really, really important. Number six is retention and customer retention is about relationships. So I learned this the hard way. So the first, the first company I had, it was a very different type of company and like we built relationships and whatnot, but a lot of my, a lot of what business we got came from referrals. So we didn't necessarily need to have a, you know, full blown marketing plan. A lot of it came from like SEO referrals and that kind of stuff. So what I learned there is when I started my first, when I started this business, what I started noticing in the spring was there was very little actual connections with our, our clients. And I mean, our clients are all over the nation. So how how can I have a full blown relationship with these people when you know they're in California and Texas and Florida they're all over. So what I started to do and I learned this actually from one of my business partners who I adore. Ever like he's always like oh hey I'm in California who can I meet like he makes it a point when he's in certain parts of the country to go out of his way to meet his clients. So I've been doing that the second half of the year and I see a huge difference. Like I went to a whole conference that I didn't need to go to just because I knew three of my clients were going to be there. So I made it a point to do dinner with each of them. And so customer retention, it's all about relationships. That's what it's about. If you want to keep a customer, it's hard to fire a friend. It's hard It's hard to fire somebody that you have a good relationship. Now, in saying that, it doesn't mean you can't do a good job. 
And so if you do a shitty job, friendships, it doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that every time this works, but it's something that has worked for me. So seven, seven is even when things are going really well, you have to do lead generation. So I learned this kind of the hard way where I was the lead magnet. And when I would stop doing lead generation because I was busy fulfilling, guess what happened? We completely lost business. And and so we had a couple situations where we had one person who stopped paying because they went, they started to go bankrupt. And then we had somebody else that they sold their company. And so we had two situations happen in the same month and our revenue dropped by 20 grand and I wasn't doing lead generation. And I didn't expect because both of them were happy, but one sold and one went bankrupt. And the one that went bankrupt is because the CFO was stealing from them. So like two things that we could not really help. And I wasn't expecting to lose those clients. And then all of a sudden I was panicking and rushing to go find more business. So what I learned there is it's really important to understand that you always have to be doing lead generation. It always has to be top of mind. And one of the biggest lead generations for me is networking, speaking and networking, getting out, having people see you as the authority. Every time I go and I speak on a stage and I network, I come back with business. And you don't always, people are, people always think, oh, I have to be on the stage. No, you don't. We've gone to like click funnels and come back with six figures worth of business. You don't always have to be the person sitting on, on the stage to make business. So make it a priority to put yourself out there, to do lead generation, to build relationships, to network. I have clients now that just expect that marketing is going to bring stuff in for them. No, you're the CEO. You have to go out and network, especially in the service-based big high ticket items. Lead generation and marketing and advertising isn't going to always bring in the bacon. You got to go out and do it yourself. It's all about relationships. If you want somebody to sign a multi-million dollar contract, then get off your ass and go to a conference where they are going to be. It's simple. Create a prospect list of exactly who you want to be your clients and then go after them, figure out where they are and go build relationships. It's a, it really is that simple. And sometimes we get lazy trying to you know tell others, oh, hey, I need you to do this for me. No, you need to go out and do it yourself. So I learned that the, the hard way. Number eight is focus. This was probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned because I got so excited that I was like going into partnerships and going into equity deals and taking on clients I shouldn't have. And again, I almost got caught being back in 2014 where I had a company with clients I didn't want. And so what my advice is focus, focus, focus. This is one of the mistakes that I have made is not focusing enough on building a business and focusing on that business. So if you're, if you're trying to do too many different things, you're not going to succeed. Focus on one thing, build that to multi seven figures, put processes in place so that you can remove yourself, then focus on something else. But unless you're like hitting multi seven figures, stop trying to do other things. Now, once you hit multi six figures, you can open up different offers within the same company. But what you don't want to do is start a whole new company when you haven't even gotten the company you have up and running. And that was the biggest mistake I made. When I find when I focus, 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 and I'm consistent, I'm doing content consistently, I'm out, I'm doing things the right way, then I win. So focus is probably one of the biggest lessons that I didn't do in the beginning. And as I began to focus, our revenue literally tripled. So that's that's the le- next lesson. Nine is content matters. I say this until I'm blue in the face and I tell my students all the time, they're like, oh, well, I don't see direct correlation between sales and my content. Well, 
yeah, it's you're not going to always see correlation, but people are looking. Content is not king. It's queen. Data is king, but content is queen. It's important. People want to see that you're an expert. They want to see your personality. They want to see that you know what you're talking about. Listen to all like, well, what about all of you listening to this? Why are you listening to this? To learn, to learn about me, to see my personality, to see what I know, to learn something and walk away with something. No matter what it is, you're now getting to know what I know and you're learning more about me, which means guess what? You are going to in return now have respect for me or not. I don't know. And you're going to learn from me and say, hey, maybe I will hire her right? So it's so important. Content's important. So the more I realize that, the more content I'm putting out. Like, I don't know if I'm making money off TikTok, but guess what? I'm doing it. And so you have to make sure you understand that content might not give you a direct correlation to sales, but it matters. People are watching you. And I'm sure if you actually ask people, they will tell you that they are paying attention to your content. So the last thing that I'm going to say and the 10th thing that I learned is if you fail, it's your own fucking fault, guys. You are the CEO. You are responsible. Stop putting the blame on other people. If you don't have leads coming in, it's your fault. Why aren't you picking up the phone? Why aren't you going to networking? Why aren't you you know, putting content out? Why aren't you in the DMs writing people? When I have no leads, guess what? I'm getting my ass in the seat and driving the car myself. You are responsible. So stop blaming everyone else and start putting blame on yourself and start taking accountability and responsibility for your own company and your own revenue. You are the one to make it happen, guys. So those are the 10 things that I learned. If you enjoyed this, please hit that subscription button. We come live every week giving you tips on how to scale your business to the next level. And I hope that you enjoyed this. If you did, please give me a five-star review and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.